0: The Professionals of Professionalism proudly presents Lewis Howard Live. your crisp communicator with principal insights for pop culture with a tech edge. And now a man who needs no introduction, Lewis.
1: welcome you are listening to another edition of lewis howard i'm lewis howard and thank you for joining us for another program heard around the world on BlogTalkRadio.com, podcast.com iheart fm player lewis howard live i don't know how many places we're starting to get to i'm starting to lose count of all the places and of course we've had just over 100,000 of you download and listen to the show since we've been broadcasting, and each week uh, we're getting thousands of downloads, and uh, we appreciate you just following along in the conversation. And hopefully you are telling a friend and telling a friend and sharing it, download it and send in it to them. You can get it 24-7 on iTunes, podcasts, on your phone, your smartphone device, uh, any way you need to uh, catch us. Hey, we're going to be talking about brand. What is your brand? We live, especially where I'm broadcasting the show from the Western culture, Seattle, we live in a nation of brands. It's all about your brand. What kind of car do you drive? What kind of clothes do you wear? What kind of shoes do you wear? I remember you know, growing up is the rich kids had the converse, right? Those were the brands, right? Back in the 70s and 80s, you had to have some converse on to be cool, right? We were the poor kids. We had Payless, that was our brand. So we didn't want to tell people what kind of brand we were wearing because that brand wasn't cool. It's saying, I got some Chuck T's on, right? So... We're, we're, we're all about brands. Make no mistake about it. To some degree, we like brands of food. We like brands of music. And brands can mean different things depending on who you are and where you're from, what part of the world you're from, uh, what gender you are of, uh, what your likes, your economic level. If you talk to a rich person, they're going to have a whole different meaning and understanding what quality brand is. And if you talk to a middle-class person, they're going to have a different definition, right? To maybe a middle-class person, Walmart is a very good brand, right? You talk to a rich person, they wouldn't step foot in Walmart, right? They're only going to go to Bev Hills, right? In Louis Vuitton, Gucci, right? PC BCG, BCBG, right? All those names, Gucci, Michael Kors, right? That's their brand. Now, that doesn't make it bad, but we just have different views of what a brand is. So I was trying to look up a definition that sort of encapsulate what, what a brand could be. And the best I could come up with is a mark. It's a mark that's left on you or others through a product, through an impression or through a service, you or somebody else that you are associated with, associated with it, has provided. That's a brand, right? In the old days, the the cowboys, in order to know and which cattle was theirs, they would brand it, and you'd have certain ranches that had Circle K brand or L brand, and you would identify that ranch. By their brand. So if their cattle got mixed up or lost, they would be able to go and say, That's my cattle because it has my brand. That's what a brand does. A brand leaves a mark. Athletes have picked up this branding concept over the last, you know, 20, 30 years, and they've start branding themselves off the courts with shoes and gear and accessories, restaurants. You know, you can go to Chicago and you can eat at Michael Jordan Steakhouse. Michael Jordan is not suiting up for the NBA anymore. He's not playing, right? But you can still enjoy the brand of Michael Jordan, right? By his steakhouse, right? I don't know a kid alive that still don't want a pair of Jordans. These are expensive tennis shoes that moms pull their hair out every Christmas, every birthday, every start of school, trying to get hold of Jordans. And some of the old school Jordans now are becoming super expensive. If you got some old school Jordans, that's a brand. That is a brand that we are investing in. Right. Seth Curry has made a deal with Under Armour to create a world brand for his name around the world so he can go to different countries. And with his partnership through Under Armour, Steph Curry's got a brand outside of the U.S., outside of the NBA. He's building his brand. So we're talking about what is a brand and what does a brand look like and how does that relate to you as an everyday individual in terms of brand? Roger Federer. Right. One of the world class tennis players has his own racket. I own a couple Roger Federer rackets. Right. I feel like Roger Federer when I'm on the court. Right. But I'm buying his brand. Do I play like him? Absolutely not. I'm not even close. Man can hit 130 mile an hour serve. I can barely break 10. Right. But I feel cool because I'm wearing his brand. I'm playing with his racket. Right. And the list goes on. You can talk about Tiger Woods, the legendary Babe Ruth, Hank Aaron. And I think what I found when I was studying branding, one of the most unique branding that I think is the envy of all sports branding and athletic branding. Can you guess what that might be? It's not Hank Aaron. It's not Babe Ruth. It's not King Griffey Jr., Right. It's not some of the names that you think every time you pick up an NBA basketball, the person that's on that logo, that's in that likeness of that logo. One single athlete graces that leather on the ball. Right. And that is none other than Jerry West, formerly played with the Los Angeles Lakers in the late 50s and 60s part of the maybe late 60s out by the 70s he joined the organization but that man is on the logo every time an nba ball bounces he's on it and he hasn't suited up for an nba in 40 40 years that's branding right go look at the ball Go, go check me on this. When you look up, that's whose image is carved on the NBA ball is Jerry West. So that, to me, is a unique and lasting branding that, um, you know, will last long after he is done until they decide they want another logo, right? Hip-hop artists, Jay-Z, P. Diddy, they're building empires surrounded by their brand, right? Jay-Z just hit a billion-dollar worth, right? First rapper to hit become, a hip-hop artist to become worth a billion dollars. He didn't just do that through music. He has other brands that have helped build wealth on top of the music. I know 99 Problems is popular, but that didn't get him to a billion dollars. There's vodka, there's clubs, there's clothes, there's different things that, you know, him and Beyonce are building. And of course, she doesn't need him. She could do her own billion dollar brand, right? But it's about brand, PD. Right. Empires. And we can go on and talk about, you know, brands, Louis Vuitton, Gucci, Rolex, Michael Kors and so forth. But you get the point of what I'm saying is that people build a brand. We follow it. It leaves a mark on us. We continue to buy and enjoy the service, the product of whatever it is. Uh, and we never meet the person in most times that created the brand. So what about you? What's your brand? What service, product, or impression do you leave, right? What personal service do you provide and give on a daily basis in your life that makes people want to come back and spend more time with you, hang out with you, buy more of what you're selling, listening to more of what you're talking, right? What's your brand? Because we all are a brand. Even if you don't think you are a brand, you are a brand. If you are a mom, you're a brand. If you are a father, you are a brand, right? If you are a student, you are a brand. You may not be a marketable brand heard around the world like the Kardashians or reality TV, but you are a brand. So what I want to really share with you is how do you build your brand? Look, you're on Instagram because you want to build a brand. Let's not kid each other. You're trying to amass followers because we know that if you get so many followers, you get a million plus followers. Instagram will now pay you to talk to your followers. Sponsors will now pay you to advertise things on your Instagram page to your followers. So make no mistake when people on Facebook, yeah, they're trying to be in the community of sharing and giving, but they're also trying to become famous. They're trying to become have a brand. Right. I can tell the way, you know, people make themselves a public figure and they got 12 followers. Right. Because they want to be that brand. They want to be that socialite. Right. So how do you go about that? How do you make that for real for Rizzo? Right. And when we come back, I'm going to jump in and give you several ways that you can build your best brand and become the best version of yourself long after you're done working your brand. Hey, stay with us. You have tuned in to Lewis Howard Live. We'll take a quick break from a couple of our sponsors and we'll come back and jump right back in it.
0: The mission of the Millionaire Club Charity is to provide jobs and support services to those in need in the Puget Sound region. Since 1921, the Millionaire Club Charity has operated a supportive employment program that specializes in helping people who are experiencing homelessness or other barriers to employment. Temporary Staffing Solutions connects men and women with employment opportunities to over 1,100 businesses and residences in the greater Seattle area. The Millionaire Club also addresses the housing needs of its workers
1: through transitional housing. To learn more and to get involved, go to millionaireclub.org or call 206 728 Hey, this is Lewis Howard, and you have joined a conversation on how to become the best version of yourself with a tech edge and a crisp conversation. We're so pleased that you have uh, given us a few minutes of your day and time or evening or wherever you might be listening to this show to check out a few thoughts that could make a difference in your life journey. We're talking today about branding how branding works, and how you can start thinking about how to brand yourself, Inc. Whenever I'm talking to our real estate brokers, I always remind them that you are your name, Inc. You are a brand. You are a company. And whether you think of yourself in those terms or act in those terms, you are a brand. You know, when I was a kid, I always wanted to have recognition. So I kind of became the class clown. I kind of acted out, right? And I was kind of a thorn in many of my teachers' side because while I had this potential, you know, education wise. I just wanted to be with the cool kids and I wanted to have attention. And so I acted up a lot, but it got me in the problem. So I had to learn eventually that acting a fool wasn't the best way to build my brand. It was a good way to learn to land me in the principal's office in detention and time out, but it was not the best way to build a brand. Why? Because a brand starts with your reputation. What do people think of you when they think of you, right? You got two reactions when you walk in a room and the reactions go something like this. Hey, that's him. Hey, that's her. Or, hey, that's him. Oh, uh, Hey, that's her. Right. Two different reactions. And a second is due to how you're perceived. What is your image? What do people think of you? Not what you think of yourself, because there's usually a disconnect between what we think of ourselves and how people think of ourselves. I used to think of myself as a success long before I was a success. But people thought of me as a failure. People thought of me as a wannabe. Right. That was their perception of me because I was trying to do things that didn't have Necessarily, the support for or the proofing of. So I was talking loud, but really wasn't doing a lot. And so people said, "Well, you're really a struggle. You're not really what you say you are." Because when people start poking around and testing in your life, they find your hypocrisy and your your weakness pretty quickly, and they will judge you. And you become that perception. Women, oh, he's a player. He's a dog right? Or she's a, you know, B-I-T-C-H, right? Image, right? That's your brand. Now, some people are cool with that brand because it benefits them. But if it doesn't benefit you or your model, you don't want that brand. So building a brand takes time. It's not something that's just going to happen overnight. As anyone with any measurable success, it's going to take a period of time to build a brand. You got to start where you are and build one brick at a time to eventually get the house done one brick at a time. So most people want to be a success overnight. They want to have a hit record overnight. They want to have a blockbuster movie overnight. You need to go talk to some people like a Denzel Washington who couldn't get parts in movies, like Samuel L. Jackson, right, like Tom Cruise, right, who couldn't get roles in movies because they were too short or they didn't have the acting skills and they had to keep trying over and over and over again. Remember, Will Smith, who is now this prominent actor, came off as a hip-hop rap guy. So how do you transform from that To become an actor, not very easy because those two worlds don't necessarily go together. They're getting better together. But at one point, if you are a musician, you are not automatically an actor. Right. But he worked at it and he kept building it. And now you can see that his acting history has taken has taken off. Right. So uh, one of the things that kills brands is the disease of meat. As I studied about brands, if you constantly make everything about you, you're going to fail in your branding over time. Right. The world is full of narcissistic people who only see themselves as rich, powerful and famous. That's all they want. They don't care who they step over, run over to get there. It's just about the. It's about me, the disease of me. Right. Um, But even. You know, with the disease of me, to be honest, you can have success for a while. There are people that do it the wrong way, and they do have for sex. Here's an example. There was a group called Milli Vanilli. Now, some of you got to be of a certain age to remember this group. But this was a duo that came out, I'm going to say probably in the late 80s, early 90s, right? And they had songs that was, girl, you know this is true, you know, songs. And man, it was climbing up the chart. They were just, they just came out of nowhere and they were just climbing up the billboard charts. Everybody wanted a piece of Millie, but they were the shiznick, right? Until it was found out one day while they were performing, they were lip syncing that they had not written any of that music and they weren't even singing the music. They were singing to, in the music industry, what is called tracks. It wasn't even them. And when it was found out, their career plummeted. We never heard from Millie Vanilli ever again, right? They took the disease of me. They made a brand out of it. They made success out of it for a while and then gone. Bye-bye. Nobody's running to Apple Store trying to get Milli Vanilli old school records or hits right now. Okay, it's just not happening. Right. And unfortunately, one of the uh, duos actually uh, ended up uh, passing away through some tragic circumstances. So that's that's how you plummet. If you make it about yourself, think about people in your life that has made their job, their family, their marriage, their business about them. They didn't even know anybody when it was rolling hard. And then all of a sudden, things change and they're on the down and out, right? They become cautionary tales, right? Another really big example was a ship called the Exxon Valdez, that was a ship owned by Exxon Oil and Gas. In the 70s, Exxon was one of the biggest refineries gasoline providers, remember the Tiger, right back in the 70s? Exxon. Exxon was the name. Bigger than Shale, Texaco, any of these big oil, refinery, and gas producing companies. It was Exxon, right? But one day, right, while a captain was sailing the Exxon Valdez on an exploration exploration course of Alaska, when the captain decided to get drunk on the job, right? ran the, sh- the ship ashore, spilling thousands and thousands of gallons of oil into the Bering Sea and Straits of Alaska, destroying coastline and hundreds, maybe thousands of wildlife that lived on that coastline. One decision by a captain on one boat affected a multi-billion dollar company for years. Exxon has never been the same. When you think of gasoline, you are not thinking Exxon at the top of your list of gasoline places to go. I'm surprised when I drive around every now and then I'll say, oh, there's an Exxon. But mainly you see Shell Oil and other different uh, gasoline manufacturers and producers. But Exxon was number one, but because of a disease of me by one of their employees, it really affected their brand. That was 30 years ago, some odd years ago, and they're still being affected by it as of today, some 30 years later. That's how important it is to have a brand, protect a brand, and not compromise your brand, right? Um... One kind of modern day I call uh, catastrophe of a brand, but not really, but it is, right? One of the best vacation spots in America is Hawaii. I mean, everybody loves to go to Hawaii. I mean, it's like the place. Temperature is great. I've been there several times, and it's just people are cool, and it's just a nice place to go, right? But Hawaii, uh, over the past year, suffered a major setback that hurt its tourism. What was that? someone inadvertently sent off a, an emergency alert of a nuclear weapon headed their way, right? That North Korea had shot off a weapon and it was headed toward Hawaii. It freaked the tourists out, right? And turns out, and this went on all day, and it turns out it was really a false alarm. Someone hit a button inadvertently. Someone wasn't thinking and hit an emergency warning button. The worst button that you don't want to hear got hit in Hawaii. They are still recovering from that. Their tourist business dropped off close to 30 percent because not everybody believed that it wasn't true. And then they started reasoning, wow, that is pretty close to North Korea. So if they were going to do it, they could do it to Hawaii. That decision has affected their tourist business and they're still trying to come back and rebuild their brand just from one little incident. Are you getting what I mean about a brand, about your reputation, about your image, about how people see you, even your kids? You are a brand to your kids. Right If you're a mom and you're a dad, you're a brand to your kids they look at you in a certain way and they compare you to other brands slash moms and dads right that are that they encounter and they make a decision about the quality of your brand. See, we are under this deception that because our kids smile in our face and look like they're cooperating with us that they don't leave the house and flat out throw us under the bus. They do. Because they will spot your hypocrisy in your brand quicker than what you say. Because they're looking at what you do. I grew up in that age where don't do what I do, just do what I say. Well, that's a disconnect in the brand. That's like McDonald's saying, go ahead and buy our burgers, but don't worry about how it tastes. Just go ahead and buy the Big Mac. Don't worry about how it tastes. You're not going to do that. Right. You buy one Big Mac and that's over. Right. So it's the same thing being a parent. you got to become a model. That sucks because that means you got to be on every single day. But you're raising a future version of yourself to go out in the world and model and duplicate your brand. Your family name is a brand. Right. When they think of the Smiths and they think of the Jones, they think of the family name. What do they think about train wrecks, trauma, drama? Or do they think like the rock child, money, right? Wealth, the Kennedys, wealth, danger, craziness, right? What do you think of when you think of a name? That's all about the brand. And that's what we're talking about for you to start thinking about. What is my brand? And as we said, brand starts with reputation. What are you most, most known for? You know, I had gained a reputation over several years that I didn't like. And I wanted to get rid of that reputation because it wasn't helpful to my brand. Right. People saw me in a certain way. I needed to try to break that reputation. And it's taken some time and it's still taking some time to get rid of what was perceived as a brand to me. Why? Because that affects who's willing to do business with me. That affects who's willing to believe me when I stand up in front and give a message, a talk that will affect you listening to me. If You know, I got a bad reputation. The chance you listen and follow my show goes down exponentially. Right. So it's all about brand image and perception. Right. What do people perceive you to be? Do they perceive you to be a jerk? Do they perceive you to be hard to get along with? Do they perceive you as somebody they don't want to be around with? Or do they perceive you as someone they can learn from that they want to run with? They want to ride with, you know, the famous term ride or die. Are you somebody someone want wants to ride or die with? Or do you somebody they don't even want to get in the car with? Right. What are you perceived as? You got to be thinking about that. And that starts with your character and the decisions and the choices that you've made about people and places and things. So my reputation, my image and my reality. What is your reality? Our reality cannot be reality TV because reality TV ain't real TV. It's simulated reality. It's not real reality. It's designed to keep you entertained so you will keep watching it, so the ratings will stay there, so they can get more advertisers, and they can get more sponsors, and they can pay the talent more to keep having train wrecks so you can keep watching over again, rinse and repeat. That's not real life. Most of those people leave that show, and they got a dysfunctional, broken train wreck. Most of those marriages that you see on reality TV end in divorce. There have been several spouses on reality TV that have committed suicide from being on those shows, right? So reality TV is not reality TV. Just like politics ain't real politics, right? It's what they tell you is politics, but it's not real politics. The real politics you can't even see. It's behind closed doors. You don't even get access to it. Don't think CNN and MSNBC and Fox News is bringing you real politics and real news. They're giving you a version of politics and news, but it's not the real deal. You'd be shocked if you really knew what was going on. Right. So thinking about what's real, what do you like at home? Right. What do you like behind closed doors? What are the secret things that your reality that you don't want people to know, but they find out anyway? Right. I was dating girl once and and I handed her my phone and I didn't think about it and I handed her my phone and she opened and saw some stuff that I did not want her to see because I didn't want that to be part of my reality and her perception of me and I spent the next 30 minutes apologizing saying it wasn't me I don't know how I got on my phone but I knew because I put it there right you don't want to hide reality because people will catch your your reality and they will affect how they view you and see you. Transparent behavior, you got to be the same at night as you are in the day, at day as you are at night. Make your tra- your behavior transparent. The best companies in the world are transparent. A lot of publicly traded companies, you can see their financial statements. You can see how they produce their products, their services. We're really getting into this organic thing where companies have to be transparent about where the animal came from that you're going to eat on your table. Is it GMO, non-GMO? Was it fed grass? Was it with cattle? Was it prodded? Right. We got all of these matrices now for transparency to determine whether we're going to eat a six ounce Piece of steak. But we have none of those checkpoints for our lives. Right. We don't have that for our lives about how do I make myself the most transparent that I can be so people can trust what I say. It builds integrity. And that's how influence happens. You wouldn't keep buying a brand that you had suspect about What goes in it? I remember years ago about the Tylenol scare where somebody was opening bottles of Tylenol, damaging the tablets, putting uh, drugs in it that were making people ill. Let me just tell you, all Tylenol came off the shelf and there were months where people didn't buy Tylenol because The transparency was no longer there about what was going on in that product. You know, it's come back. But again, that can cost you 10 years, 20 years of market share and business. What is your poorly executed brand costing you in job opportunities, relationships, deals, opportunities, unexpected things? Because you're not checking yourself and you keep wrecking yourself. And you think you're hiding what you're not really hiding, right? So we're talking about principles today, how to get that brand consistency. Are you the same on Monday as you are on Friday? I know people that as soon as Friday is, they are a different person. They turn into something different. They are partying, drinking shots, shots, shots. Right. They are a whole different type of individual on Saturday than they are on Monday. Well, that's inconsistent. You may think it's not, but it is. People can see. Look, I can tell when I go to the espresso stand on Monday to get my coffee, my Joe, I can tell who had a long Sunday. Right, Because that energy is just not there. They are dragging. They're barely talking to me. I go to the same place on Tuesday, and they're all excited. How are you doing today? Great day. What kind of coffee? The usual. Same person. Different day consistency. Now, we all have bad days. I'm not saying that. We're going to have bad days. You're not feeling well, but I'm just talking about having a consistency about your life. I want the same latte with chai added every day. I don't want a different one every day I go to wherever I go to get that latte. I want the same experience every day. That's what people want out of you. Good branding is boring because it's consistent. Right. So if you want to be a good brand, you got to be willing to be alone and bored or excited and full of trauma and drama and inconsistency. But if a million dollar opportunity comes to you and they're checking your brand and your reputation and it don't come up good, you're not going to get that deal. They'll make a reason why they're not going to give that deal. But if you've been vetted already and checked out, I have people when they give me opportunities and I start to give my resume, they'll say, stop, I know your reputation. Wow, what a compliment. That means my brand and my name has held. In closing, let me just say, you get one chance to make a reputation in life. You don't get 100. You get one chance. And you got to make the best of that reputation no matter where you've come from no matter how many times you've fallen and struggle build the reputation why do you want to build a reputation for lasting effect it's how you build a legacy it's how you have something still going while you are gone apple is still going steve jobs is gone right Seattle and and its Seahawks and many ventures that Paul Allen built is still going. Paul Allen is gone. There are great titans and leaders that have gone on, but their brands, their legacies still live on today. And we're still enjoying the fruit of them building a reputation, a quality perception, image, reality, transparent consistency and the willingness to not change your product every day and be boring and keep selling you the same thing over and over again. Hope that helps. Hope you got one little thought out of that that might make a difference in you building your reputation, your name, your brand, that can help you get that little edge that you need to move you to the higher level, to 10x, and be the best best version that you can be. You've been listening to Lewis Howard. It's been fun. I can't wait to come back with another program. Stay tuned. Don't forget, tell a friend, tell a friend, download the show. Go ahead and sign up right now on iTunes. You can sign up on iHeartPodcast.com so you can get the show on your phone. You can pop it up and just let somebody hear it, or you can send it to their phone. Hey, thanks for being with us. We'll see you next time on another program of Lewis Howard Live.